brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Three, two, one, and go, Scott. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode brought to you by Challenge Mania Live San Francisco, coming to you live from Cobb's Comedy Club on Saturday, December the 18th. We will be joined by, yes, Janelle, Kendall, and Darrell, and of course, my man DKO will be in the house as well. That is five cast members from the current season of the Challenge All-Stars airing every Thursday on Paramount+. Plus. So come out and celebrate the holidays with us. This is the Challenge Mania Holiday Party. Tickets are available at challengemania.live today. And if you head to challengemania.live, you can also get tickets to hang out with me and Melinda Collins. Speaking of the Challenge All-Stars Season 2, Melinda and I will be watching Episode 4 with you guys, the Challenge Maniacs at Bolero in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, in the Milwaukee area on Thursday, December the 2nd. Now, if you go to ChallengeMania.live and pick up a ticket, you will get an exclusive Challenge Mania collectible, and you will get a night of free bowling with Melinda and myself. Talk about a great value over at ChallengeMania.live. All right. You didn't come for me. You came for D. D's not going to be on the line right now. Today I was joined by Miss Emily Longaretta from Us Weekly. She's a great journalist who covers the challenge and a myriad of shows and news outbreaks. Outbreaks. <laughs> what would you breaking news items and media and everything like that? So she is the woman over there at Us Weekly. If you read a TV article, chances are it was an interview conducted by her or an article written by her. If you're a fan of Challenge Mania, a challenge maniac, if you will. 
Gabriel. You've heard her on the podcast quite a few times. And I wanted to have her on because we wanted to talk about everything going on in the challenge world. Albeit last week on the challenge, we had a cast member exit the show. Not a lot was explained. Emily covered it a little bit over at Us Weekly. She got some flack for quote unquote clickbait. And I wanted to have her on to clear up everything. Of course, we can't clear up everything. We're not going to go into actually what was said. In fact, we don't know exactly what was said. And we know you guys don't either. But we are going to talk about the complications of covering the challenge during a week like this. And we hope you guys enjoy it. If you enjoy her on the show, please let her hear it at Emily Longaretta on all platforms. You can also follow at Us Weekly to get breaking news on the challenge and everything going on in television. You can follow me at Shot of Jaeger on Twitter, at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. And I just want to let you know, we recorded this on Friday afternoon. Since then, the internet has blown up even further with cast members shedding their two cents on this and dropping, you know, dropping kind of cryptic hints as to what was said or where their placement was during this altercation, stuff like that. So we don't really talk about all the stuff that has happened later in the day, Friday and Saturday, but we do talk about everything we had seen up until that point and everything that Emily had already covered over at Us Weekly. But this is more or less kind of a broader discussion of how difficult it can be for someone like myself and Derek, uh, the Anisas of the world, the Johnny Bananas of the world, the people covering this show professionally and doing it live on a podcast. And when we're given limited information, and of course, someone like Emily, who works hand in hand with MTV and with these shows and networks to put out her content, put out these statements, how when something like this happens, where someone who is as big of a part of the show as Ashley uh, is when, when someone like that is removed from the show and no explanation is truly given other than she broke the rules, it's hard and it's complicated. And we don't want to, you know, do wrong by anybody. We don't want to disrespect anybody's privacy. We don't want to be he says, she says anything like that and putting out third hand comments or quotes and things like that. So this is Emily talking about how it can be troublesome and it can be hard and complicated and complex in a week like this week to bring you guys challenge content and challenge news. So we did our best and we did our best with this podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoy it without further ado from us weekly the great emily longaretta all right maniacs joining me here today one of our favorite guests but this time we have a very specific topic to cover i'm very excited to be joined once again by our good friend miss emily longaretta from us weekly how are you i'm great how are you good um full disclosure we have chatted about a lot of this stuff at length off air but when I saw some stuff going down on social media this week, and we were going to do podcast anyway, but then when I saw you know the article you put up and some of the flack you were getting for the quote unquote clickbait nature of it and whatnot, I was like, I think we should podcast about this subject. That subject being how the fuck podcasters and journalists alike cover these things that happen quote unquote on the show that don't show up on the show and that the show won't comment on. So what do you think? You're ready to take the gloves off and chat about this? I am ready. Yeah. I mean, you, like you said, we've been talking about it off record, so we might as well, might as well share some of our thoughts. So, okay. Let's start by having you explain in whatever terms you want to explain it, the way uh, that you kind of work with MTV and other shows and other companies on covering their shows and how, you know, they obviously, you know, give you guys talent and make sure you have all the information you need and make sure you have the episodes in a timely fashion. And there's an information exchange. And, and when you put out an article like the one you put out and it says, you know, MTV has not commented or Buna Murray has not commented, whatever the wording is, that's because you're having internal conversations and going to them with stuff that you're putting out and giving them the right to comment or the, you know, the opportunity to. So just how does that kind of streamline go leading up to an article coming out or a podcast you do? Yeah, I mean, that's a, I feel like that's something that people don't really realize is going on behind the scenes, even if they assume it is. Um, 
basically I've been working with MTV obviously for like 10 years now since I've gotten into the business and covering the show and of course they you know help me out we secure exclusives as as any fan sees that sometimes People Magazine, Entertainment Weekly or Us Weekly the three of us kind of all uh, share I guess we take turns kind of posting exclusive clips or interviews or things like that so it's kind of a scratch your back, I'll scratch yours kind of thing. That's how this industry a lot of the time works is, you know, we help each other out. We, we need to promote the show. That's our job. We also want, you know, to give people what they want to read. But at the same time, we have those working relationships with the networks. So what we're told off record, what we're told behind the scenes doesn't get published. There is a lot of that that happens and understandably so on in every industry. So basically with MTV, uh, we are sent the episodes depending on, you know, the editing process, depending on what the show is, there are sometimes, sometimes I'm sent the episode three days in advance. Sometimes it's hours before it airs. Sometimes I'm not sent the episode. So it does change. Um, usually with the challenge, I do get it about two days ahead of time, which is great. That way I can plan my coverage. And this is not just me. This is all the press that cover the show. They get, you know, get sent the episode ahead of time, um, to kind of plan out progress, plan out things. So when something like the Ashley situation happens or earlier this season, the Lauren situation happens. I, you know, call up MTV and say, do you want to comment? Because like, we're going to have to write up that Ashley just like unexpectedly left the game and there was no explanation. MTV now, will either comment. Or- go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you, you had like a dramatic pause there. I tried to jump in, but you have more. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, MTV will either comment or not comment on or off the record, or they will actually say no comment. In this case, they just said, you know, we're not commenting. I thought that was very important to include in my post because a lot of people were obviously searching, why did Ashley leave? So it was important to say like, this is all MTV is giving us. Like what we saw on the show is all we are getting. MTV is not going to release a separate statement. Ashley did tweet after the show and I, you know, had a feeling she would. So I prepped a story and was ready to go for that. But I, there was no additional statement. So for me, my job as a journalist is to write up something that happens on a TV show and add in whatever I can. So for me, that's why I wrote up a story about Ashley speaking out after being eliminated. A lot of people took that on social media as me making a clickbait headline because they thought the story would explain why she left. Nowhere did I say that it explains why she left. Well, that Um, I think just to say, okay, so let's talk about real quick, quick tangent on the 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 definition of the term clickbait and what it means and how it may or may not apply to this and some of the articles you put out uh but with that we can we can segue into like your job as a journalist and also us weeklies sort of the way that they you know put out headlines and whether Mm -hmm. the idea of a headline in general is kind of quote unquote clickbaity to summarize something in a flashy way in 15 words or less is always going to feel a little bit dirty when it doesn't flat out do what it maybe made you think as a reader it might do your headline was the challenges ashley mitchell speaks out after mysterious elimination for breaking the rules um i find that actually last uh, i mean least uh oh, sorry less clickbaity than the first few words which are mystery solved dot 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 ish um because again as you said the things that are talked about in the article are Ashley's Twitter post, which people arguably had probably read at this point, where she talks about the rules being rules. She does not say what she said or what rules she broke, uh, which I think people clicking on this probably hoped that they would get. And then the other information, as you said, that you have put in this is that MTV is not commenting, which to me is also news. Um, Mm -hmm. However, look, Journalism 101, you don't have the headlines say 
Guys, spoiler alert, we don't actually know what happened, but Ashley did comment, you know, you don't have the headlines say, you know, MTV's not giving us anything, guys, dot, dot, dot. Like, no, you want someone, quote unquote, to click. If that is if that is in turn baiting, then that's kind of how Internet journalism and journalism is going to work, because yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going say- to not give it all away in the headline to begin with, whether right. it's I good mean, or even- bad. Even though I've, I've been doing this for 10 years and my bosses have been doing it much longer than me, this is a conversation we're constantly having, any news outlet is having, because you want to do multiple things with a headline. You want to promote a story and actually tell the story. You want to get people to click into the story so that you get views, because let's be honest, like every job comes back to money and views. So that's what you want. But you also don't want to be clickbaity. You don't want to tease something that's not there. So you don't want to always say like, you'll never believe what Taylor Swift just said. But at the same time, if you, it's easy to do a, like a, a cheeky kind of headline, I think I could have been even more clickbaity in this. I don't think at all mine was clickbaity because it literally says Ashley Mitchell speaks out after mysterious elimination. That's what she did. I didn't say explains why she was eliminated. She, you know, so a, here, now, think- now what, do you, what, what do you think? I think a lot of other people and I had the uh, the pleasure, the distinct pleasure of, of speaking with one of the people who called you out on this. Uh, he is a challenge maniac. His name's Craig. He uh, uh, ironically, I believe his avatar photo is currently a picture of himself, his wife and, and me from a recent challenge mania live. <laughs> so I apologize if for a second there you thought it was me saying this stuff to you. But I believe he mentioned that another thing he finds clickbaity is when tweets or like public knowledge quotes are repurposed in article form as if it was some sort of an exclusive interview that you guys got. Do you get that backlash a lot? Like the idea that like, you know, you guys are taking things people are saying publicly and putting it into an article form where optically it looks the same way as if you sat down with a can for a candid with Ashley for 20 minutes. But this is for a lot of people old news because they probably already got it on Reddit or Twitter or wherever. So they're disappointed in that regard. Do you feel like uh, that there's anything unethical about that? Because that's just kind of how Internet journalism has been running for the last 20 years in social media. Anything anyone says is turned into a quote. I understand. I get that to a point. I don't think that I did that. I don't think that I us weekly does that at all, because I think we something that I love seeing on social is when I'm like looking for a story, I want to see like which site said, like, we actually spoke to this person. So we make sure to say that. Like I did an interview. Ashley Mitchell speaks out kind of looks the same way that like when you're in the supermarket and you see Princess Diana speaks out or Kelly Clarkson speaks out about her issues with whatever, like most of the time it is that they talk to the magazine. And so when someone sees Ashley Mitchell speaks out, they might think, oh, good. She talked to us weekly. We're going to get the tea. And it's the thing that they already read on Instagram or whatever. And that's so interesting that you would think of that way, because I, I guess it's just it's definitely perspective. I would never think of that. I don't think it's an, like in any time I see like Aaron Rodgers speaks out after all of this drama. That was everyone's headline the last week when he gave his first interview after the vaccine co- controversy. So I was like, oh, OK, he did an interview or, oh, he posted an Instagram. I would never thought like, oh, he spoke to us weekly. Oh, he spoke to the New York Times. No, I didn't think. So I guess it's definitely like a perspective thing. I understand 100%, but I think it also would have been, I would have shared the article separately. I wouldn't have said like, so let's talk about the challenge and tagged Ashley. I would have said, I spoke to Ashley about what went down on the challenge. Like I wouldn't, you know, so I think that it definitely, I get, I get why people get confused by that, I guess, from an outside standpoint, but I think it has to go back to like today's world 
when I, like every site in the world, like People Magazine, everyone else wrote up the same headline as me. They just wrote it up later. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Oh, and let me just say, I fully get that uh, because I've had things that I've said uh, get turned into articles or get put in quotes. I had a thing that I said uh, it was just me as just a random New Yorker tweeting about like firework noises last year during the pandemic. And it got like used in an article about like, mm -hmm. you know, New Yorkers not like on the noise, whatever. So I totally get that. I'm just saying that I think certain people might assume from a big press outlet like Us Weekly that when they see Speaks Out, and that's just them, you know, not weathering their expectation and getting disappointed. And I think clickbait has become to basically mean this. If I clicked on your article and didn't get the thing that I assumed I might get when I saw the headline or saw the tweet, I'm going to yell clickbait because right. I got I got baited into clicking and guess what? It wasn't food. I got hooked and now I'm in a boat and you're going to eat me for dinner. So right. that's basically what. And, and so I think it's both true that that is the case, but I think people as readers and people on the internet just kind of need to be as savvy about articles as they are about television. I mean, like how often when you're watching television, do you kind of look at the clock? You look at the pacing. You're like, oh, man, it's going to be a to be continued, isn't it? And yes, do you resent that a little bit? Sure. But you tell your brain to see it coming. So you're not as disappointed when it happens. Same thing with these. I think that, you know, instead of yelling clickbait and getting mad at you or getting mad at us weekly, you got to expect that when there's an unanswered question at all, you're going to see articles that kind of address the question, even if they don't have the answer to it. Right. That's exactly it. That's 100 percent it. And I. 
I do, I do see what you're saying. I do see that side of it because I think I've on this, I've been on this side of it for so long and see stories as only like, I see it as work. I don't even see it as something that I'm excited about anymore, which is, you know, part of my, that's the downfall of my job. But whenever I see like someone speaks out, I immediately, I immediately like just assume that they put like probably posted on social media. You know, that's, it used to be every magazine. That's how magazines sold magazines as exclusive interviews. But now people are talking, sharing their wedding photos for free on Instagram. So why would you need to pick up a magazine? You know? So I guess that that's like my mentality now. I mean, there's people that are disappointed or feel misled that Zendaya is only in about seven minutes of Dune, you know, because she's on the poster and it's like, it's not, the movie's not called whatever Zendaya's character's name is. I don't know why you assumed this was going to be, you know, Malcolm and Marie here. You know, it just doesn't make any sense yet. People are still disappointed. So I think in this instance, you know, there's a lot of misdirected hostility to go around because It is frustrating to have not just a cast member, because look, earlier this season, we had a tangential cast member get removed. It wasn't very well explained or explained at all. And I think we're kind of over it eight hours later because didn't really make a dent in the show. Um, This is a a long running cast member on the show. Someone who's a two time winner who honestly this season got. I would say one of the best and most positive edits of anyone on the show just a week before she was removed from the show, the challenges Twitter account was still using gifts of of her as just like a way to say, Oh, Hey Ash. So not treated the same way that you've sort of been able to read through the tea leaves sometimes when people are removed or are getting the purple edit, as they call it, when somebody says or does the wrong thing and leaves the show, they kind of overall treat them differently and kind of hope that as viewers, you don't, notice this glaring absence when they do leave this stuck uh, like stuck out like a sore thumb because even in this very episode she's there winning the daily a couple minutes before um i think it makes it that much harder to not have a kind of clear-cut explanation for what happened so um as someone who covers the show but does it you know hand in hand with the companies that you don't want to upset and when they say no comment you're not going to comment and you're going to respect the wishes of not putting information out there that's not formally on the record um as a viewer of the show and as a journalist does it kind of pain you to not be able to get an answer to something as like as big of a part of the show as this was especially how it affects the elimination later on and affects the future of the season 100%. It definitely does. And for someone who has covered the show for so long as a fan first, before I was covering it for work, it makes me frustrated. It's not, it almost makes me feel like, okay, this is confusing because now this has also happened three times this season where three people left and MTV didn't want to explain why. Obviously the first was Nam, then it was, then it was Lauren and now Ashley. It doesn't make sense that fans it's it's not fair fair it seems that fans are like just left to wonder especially something that like you said is a pivotal part of the game um so yeah i mean it, it seems that like these controversial things that could i don't know what happened maybe be used as an example or something or give us some sort of something instead of just pretending like it never feel never happened kind of seems like that's a mistake in my mind Do you think this is a recent shift? Like, for instance, do you feel like this sort of no comment tactic is happening more often recently than it used to? Or do you feel like stuff that standards have changed and thus people are getting removed from the show more often? And because of that, it seems like it's happening all the time. What do you think is the shift? Because 
I feel like this is happening, not just on this show, but on other shows too, but specifically the challenge where things happen. Survivor had, had something similar, happen, not something similar, but sorry, but had a complicated season recently. And then, you know, we're left to kind of be displeased or annoyed with the lack of information or specifics out there about these things. Is the world changing or are the show's standards, practices, and ways of handling these things changing? Well, I think it's kind of like the chicken or the egg, which comes came first, because it's as the world changes, these people behind the scenes of these networks are realizing we need to make changes too. So we saw it obviously on Survivor with and that was such an, you know, accelerated case, but we saw it with D on the challenge. That was like the first big one that we had seen on the challenge. And then you see it on Vanderpump Rules, people getting fired from Vanderpump Rules for saying a racially charged comments. So there's things that I think now the standards are are changing. They're the, the way that we can all say this and everyone on the challenge in the last 20 years can agree with this bullying and fighting has been part of the game. It's not not that that's a good thing, but it has been part of the game and it's been tolerated. And I would say even promoted over the years in a way CT, every time CT comes on, they show a, they show a flashback of the fights he's been in. It's almost like make Tina. What about on all stars yesterday? Tina's intro package. And she's telling us about having a pool and no job. We're seeing her smack Beth in the face, which of course got her removed from that show. So it's such an interesting revision, not even a revisionist history, but the the highlight clip that gets you kicked off the show is the one that they put to, you know, limp biscuit music two seasons later when you return. It's it's hypocritical to be honest with you, but a hundred percent it is. And I think that that's, this is, you know, MTV and not just MTV and not just, you know, Murray, it's every, every reality TV specific, like company at this point is trying to figure out how to venture, like how to, how to do this, how to make it as a show that the fights and the drama is so much part of it, yet they need to adhere to 2021 standards where those should have been standards years ago, but now they're in. I think the bigger issue overall also is that is there a double standard? Are is there one set of rules of what's allowed and what's not? And if there are, are the cast or is the cast being aware of this? Like, should you have to spell out you can't you can't touch so you can't hit someone? No, but they are. They're told that in the beginning. They're given a list of rules. Are they also told you can't say X Y Z? You can't do X Y Z? We don't know. So I think that there's a lot of that what's actually happening. I mean, I don't know, you know, with the Ashley situation, but you go back to the season, she stole all the money from Hunter. I mean, he was literally threatening her family at one point during the season and that wasn't considered bullying. And that wasn't considered something that he was getting sent home for. So what is the line? Well, it's interesting in your article, you drew a parallel to the D thing, right? And mm-hmm. you, you mentioned both what they put out there when the now, okay. The main difference for me is the D stuff happened not on the show. It happened on social media. And what makes that important is that it was out there for everyone to see, and there was no way for them to delete it or remove it or just sweep it under the rug or not clarify the comments she made or mm-hmm. just you know put it under their terms. It was out there for all of us to understand word for word. They then reacted in a way that I found to be, and I'm not saying this negatively or that I don't stand by it. It's just the choice they made. But to me, it was a very extreme way of reacting, which was not just to quote unquote sever ties with her, which they immediately made uh, obvious both both verbally and publicly. And then on the show, I believe as well, they went back and paid editors to work overtime and re-edit episodes that had already been cut 
to remove D from the edit as much as she could have been. She was still very much on the show. She still participated in elimination, which she won, and they edited her out confessionally and as much as you could edit out someone who is physically in an elimination beating someone in an elimination. I think she went on to win that elimination, right? Or something like yes. that. Mm -hmm. you lost, I forget. Um, but that being said, that's what they did with that. And this is just a year ago. Now, here we are a year later, and while filming the show, and again, this is what complicates things. They have not clarified what rule she broke. All we know is she broke a rule. You can read into Ashley's comments, and I will quote her here. And here's what I want to do is I want to try to tread the line of being respectful to Ashley and to whoever the comments were uh, about and to their wishes of not sort of, you know, talking about this stuff via hearsay because that's all we have at this point so i'll use her quote rules are rules and i respect mtv and tj's call the best apology is change behavior see you next time i just want to thank everyone who stuck with me through all this everyone knows i'm only mad at myself and it has been so hard to shake off the depression and anxiety since getting home i have been taking anger management and reflecting a lot i love you all so much now okay the the i've been taking anger management you know Obviously, without clarifying it, I don't think you you could hypothetically assume that she did get physical with someone, which I think it would be who them to confirm she didn't. I don't know if they have, um, but I'm going to assume she didn't. Right. Because we saw people get physical earlier this season. It was shown. You would assume that would be the case. So you assume that she, I think, overstepped in a verbal sense. Again, they won't tell us that that was the case. They just we know she broke a rule, which could be that they found a pound of steroids in her bag for all we know, like. To yeah. say she broke a rule and leave it at that is just leaving it to the internet to figure it out or leading, leaving it to the people who just like are running the rumor mill to get their word out about it. And honestly, unlike the D situation last year, which I think a lot of people probably learned from cast members included, it prevents anyone from truly being able to learn from the transgression, right? Like right. if she said something that she didn't know would be a fireball offense, and now it is, wouldn't it behoove everybody to know what that was? Um, and the reason I now am sort of sitting here and am fascinated about, from afar at what she could have possibly said that checks both of these boxes, she said something apparently that got her removed from the show when it happened, but also wasn't so bad in their eyes that instead of editing her out like they did with D, they highlighted her up until the last moment, like the, the episode in which she beats Priscilla in that elimination, you know, is, is one of the crowning episodes of the season. She was treated and given so much camera time and fun moments and music cues and winks and nods and everything like that throughout the season that it is not even just not featuring her. It is heavily featuring her. Mm -hmm. So I now am just in this point where I need to know what what statement or what action could make both those things true? Because as last year showed us, we saw what happens when someone says something inexcusable, right? Not only do they get removed from the future shows, we retroactively remove them from a show they already did. And that's not what they did here. So I just think for, for, for there to be a lack of comment in any way, and I'm not saying gratuitously, I need to know what she said, or we need to know what she said so we can decide whatever. I just think it's such a weird move after just like so close in proximity to as you quoted them last year like really really dropping the hammer on someone else for again for something we know uh, for all we know is not similar and thematically or anything like that but similar in the sense that they might have been verbal transgressions well 100 percent, and that's that's what it is her statement like you said i thought was very telling because anger management like you said it, it 
it definitely makes you think like, did she put hands on someone? But we've never, there's never been a case that we know of that someone got in a physical fight and got kicked off the show and it wasn't shown because why wouldn't that be shown? If it was shown with Fessy and Josh earlier, why wasn't it shown with Ashley? So it means that it's something either they didn't want shown for whatever reason. Again, even this conversation could be completely avoidable if MTV added some sort of comment even tj just said something that referred to whatever happened because her tweets almost make it more mysterious and then if you go through her liked tweets on twitter not great you can pretty much figure out what i assume she said via the tweets that she liked on twitter so it's not a great it's not a great look overall because like exactly what you just said what is what is the case of she did something bad enough that got her kicked off, but not bad enough to be edited out or to be not even be edited out, but be highlighted the whole season. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back. Along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu. And new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. For you know a very reputable media outlet that MTV and all these shows and networks very much value your guys's place in promoting them, your guys's you know logo to go along with big news breaking. It just makes it feel big. Uh, and of course, you in turn you you play the game well, and you don't when they ask you not to do something, you try your best not to, or you'll do so with them in mind. Things like that. Now, then you have people who do a podcast out of their basement, and the podcast is literally called This Cast Member Sucks, and they're out to ruin the show every week. And then Derek and I are kind of somewhere in the middle where we are not an official challenge podcast by any means. In fact, shouts to Allie Evans, who 
texted me recently and told me that apparently on stage in Chicago, I made some joke that, you know, how Anissa and Tori and them are the official challenge podcast and we're unofficial as fuck. So we are unofficial as fuck. However, I do take a lot of notes from how, like, I will sometimes ask you, Hey, how are they handling this? What are they saying about this? Are they letting you talk about that or not letting you? Cause it's not like they let you do things, but are they requesting you not talk about this, this and that? And I take cues from that because even though we're unofficial as fuck, we want to stay that way. And we want to stay in high regard, even if we don't have the name value of an Us Weekly, we want to be looked at as though we play ball alongside the Us Weeklies and the peoples of the world and thus are received with open arms accordingly. So my question to you is, is that obviously along the way you get told, hey, this is something we're not going to be leaning into. Ashley's not going to be doing a round of interviews. Uh, we ask that you, you know, probably don't lean into this. You do run the article. I'm sure they would have preferred you didn't, but you know, you do run an article, but you you don't, you know, kind of go full on, you know, basement podcast, which would probably like find tweets where people are saying what they think she said and doing 30 minutes on that. Right. right. My question to you is, does it get explained to you or do you wonder why they choose the route that they choose? Um, have they given you any sort of inkling as to why in certain instances they don't want the information out there, whether it be a quote or just a broad way of summarizing what she said or did? Are they protecting Ashley? Are they protecting the cast members that were involved? Are they protecting themselves for being having to be held to that standard going forward and having the that go on the boo-boo list of things you can't say? Like, what reasoning? Do you ask that follow-up question when you get told, like, hey, this is off limits or, or whatever? Do you ever ask those follow-up questions? And is that knowledge that you can share or is that also off the record? So yes, I ask all the, well, I want to rewind a little bit before you even get into that because a lot of the tough part of I would say being a journalist, but definitely being a TV journalist because of, that covers reality TV is it's not that networks ask, please don't cover this. But if you respect a relationship with a network enough that you work with constantly that does work with you on stuff, there is a push and pull kind of situation there. There are certain things that have to be covered there. For me, if they had asked me not to cover this, I would have said like, well, I need to write that she got sent home. That's literally a recap. If I recapped the show weekly, which I don't do anymore, if I recapped the show weekly, that would have been my headline anyways. That's that's just what happened on the show. Um, so there was actually no ask for me not to cover it. I, of course, was like, what can you give me even on background? To just So just so I have some information for context, um, that conversation obviously can't be shared because it's an off-record conversation. But yeah, I mean, I always ask follow-up questions. And if you have good, for me, if you have good relationships with publicists and with certain networks that you've worked with with for years, you are privy to a little bit more information, but you're not, but you know, you're trusted with it. You're not, you know, it, you're, they know you're not going to sit there and publish a tell-all of like, here's what happened behind the scenes. That said, if there's something that controversial, like with the D situation or with certain things that happen, uh, that happen on survivor that there is that conversation where, you know, we've worked together for years. I'm, you know, I need to get some sort of something out of this too. So what, what can you explain to me of what went down? There's a way that you need to cover news still. You can't like, it's a constant push and pull with publicists and with networks that you still need to cover news, especially in the day and age we're in now, if there's a situation like the survivor situation or that affects the Black Lives Matter movement, we're not going to ignore it because as journalists and as like fans of TV, you can't, that's not how this works. So 
I think that that's a, that's a lot of it. Um, the recent example, I guess, for me also would be, I covered Colton Underwood, the bachelor who came out as gay a couple months ago. He, you know, I'm very close with Colton. I've had a great relationship with him since he was on the bachelorette and with his team. Um, but he was, you know, involved in a scandal with his ex and there was a restraining order filed and then dropped. And would they have preferred if I didn't cover that as in detail? Sure. Absolutely. They would have. Was that a conversation? Of course it was because I can't not cover things. I can't not, you know, cover the news or cover one side of a story and not the other. That's the whole part of it. So it's definitely a constant push and pull and a constant off record conversation. And then me saying like, okay, if I, if I have a source that says all this and I go to MTV and say, well, my source says X, Y, Z happened behind the scenes. What can you say? Hopefully there's a way that we can work together with me. Maybe not saying everything that's behind the scenes information they don't want out there, but maybe working together to create something where I still get my, to share like the exclusive story that I have, but I, it's respectful to the network as well. And it should be stated that like, for instance, all these cast members are under strict NDA, which covers stuff like this, right? So like, for instance, you know, and it's, you know, a lot of people, depending on especially their seniority or how much they care, bend the rules and will really, really, you know, get on thin ice when it comes to that kind of NDA stuff, especially on their like IG lives and whatnot of what they talk about and, and stuff. But with this stuff, additional emails and memos go around where they like let people know like hey do not cover this or talk about it and that's why like what you were just saying about getting you know background info from a cast member or quote like in situations like this i'd imagine that stuff is fewer and far between since they know like oh this is not something they want me talking about we're not going to do that so again it almost leaves the information only in the hands of the people who got it third or fourth hand who got it like verbally from someone off the record who got it off the record whatever the internet hounds and the and the uh, spoiler people who think that they have it and are paraphrasing in some way um and that's kind of where it lives right yeah 100 percent. you hit the nail on the head it's like that's exactly where it is it's if the people in the house are going to talk about it i mean that's on them you know we see these instagram lives and see them make comments and if reporters want to pick up that stuff they can i mean again do people prefer that they might not yeah of course but if, if someone says it, if it's out there and they made a statement, there's nothing that, a, you know, a rep can be like, you can't run this. Well, no, I, they publicly said this. I can't, you know. And, and just to be clear, I think also, like, for instance, you know, unless I saw something on the show be said, so I heard it said, or, you know, it was formally put out in a statement by them or the person who said it or whatever, and it was, you know, uh, corroborated by them, unless I'm not going to be on a podcast relaying to everyone what even five people told me, Oh, I was there. This is what she said, or I was there. This is what happened. Cause it's not my right to do that. You know? Right. And it's also, uh, who knows if those people may have gotten a word wrong, maybe saying this with a little bit more fervor than it was actually said. Maybe they misinterpreted this. It was at two in the morning. I don't know when it was. I'm just saying like, you know, who knows? It's just you're, you don't have reliable narrators at that point. And thus it's like, it's just, you know, A, yes. Do I want to rustle the feathers over there and, and be talking about things that clearly they don't want us discussing? But also in a vacuum, 
it's like just because like someone on Reddit says this is what was said, or even if someone from the show or the cast says, believe me, I was there, this is what happened. That's not enough for me, I don't think. Like to be the person to bring it to the masses. I just don't think that's ethical. Right. So it's hard. It's that's also a line I walk because I know Amanda went on live after the episode. I didn't see all of it, but I if she, I don't think she did. But if she said like, listen, I was there. This is what happened. And someone sent it to me and I did, I missed it. And I, you know, part of me is as us weekly being the, we want to be the first and the obviously be correct and be fast. But if, if we're, if that no one's picked up on it yet. And I see if I, you know, I send the, send it in and I say like, Hey, Amanda just spoke out about this and claimed what she saw. My process is reach out to MTV, see if they want to comment. Would they say, please don't cover Maybe. I don't know, but then I could easily write up and it would be ethical in a journalistic way to write up Amanda claims this is what happened with Ashley. It would not be, this is what happened as a fact, but would people be happy with that? Probably not, but I've seen it happen so many times because I listen to so many podcasts and pull out quotes of, you know, that become headlines and then the celebrity complains or the network complains that we brought attention to it. No, no, no. That's our job as journalists to pull out a headline and pull out a story. So if someone says something and I'm quoting someone, it's it's ethical. It's not, you know, it's not like I'm twisting it or saying it as fact. I'm just saying this is this is what that person said. So I think that's also where that line is because yeah, sometimes you go along with what the network is like, please don't, just please just don't. Like we don't want it to be a headline because once Us Weekly posts it or once people post it, everyone is picking it up. Every other news outlet is going to be picking it up. Yeah, we see it so- happen all the time. It's interesting the way you put it before where you're like, if I was just a person covering the episode or writing an episode recap, like I would include that, like, you know, the two time former champion was removed from the game. And because of it, D who, you know, lost an elimination in this episode was able to return. Like, these are like, these are big deal things that are happening on the episode. And it's a like a very natural follow-up question to say like, okay, but why? Or like, you know, what, what was the reason? And that is, is missing. And it is very, you know, a natural instinct to be naturally curious of what could have been a big enough deal to where they made that decision, but also falls into a category of something they did not want to allude to directly. And either way, it's, you know, I think it's very valid for viewers alike, podcasters, journalists included, to wonder and to want that information. And when they don't get it, to then ask the follow-up question of why aren't you giving it to me? So, So like, but for the people like yourself, I would just say that as as readers and as viewers uh, of the work that you put out and stuff like that, to just know that it's hard to be even giving. Now, it's not for now. Here's another thing. It's so hard for people to believe sometimes that there are out of the I don't know, let's say a million viewers, even though I know this season has been a lot less out of the million viewers. I always say that, look, I would say 70 percent of them watch the show and then go to sleep. They don't go on Reddit. They don't go on the Internet, et cetera. Um, And that's why I think it's hard for the people in our bubble who listen to the watch with us podcast and the challenge manias and read all the stuff and watch the Instagram lives to understand that there might be someone who's getting this information in a fragmented way. And I will say there probably is a subsect of those people to go back to the big banner that us weekly has that say challenge mania doesn't, there are people who probably had not seen Ashley's comments until they read your article. So to read Ashley's statement was news 
Ashley did speak out to a whole slew of people, I bet, who go on usweekly.com who do not follow these people's personal accounts, right? And so thus, I think people need to understand that you're treading this line between being big business journalism, who's bringing some of this information as, you know, as commonplace as it might be to a challenge maniac who's dressing up as Car Maria for a Halloween costume contest, right? It, it might be someone there, something they already read on Instagram, but to a lot of people, maybe hundreds of thousands on usweekly.com, you are filling in some of the gaps. You're letting them know that Ashley's sorry. You're you're providing the context of comparing it to the other things that happened last year. So I would say before it, people yell clickbait or, hey, this is repurposed information and whatnot, just know that you know someone like yourself in particular, but even for the challenge manias of the world, it's such a hard kind of middle ground to be at where you want to talk about this stuff. You want to bring out as, as much information as is available, but you really can't cross the line of giving out the information that isn't. The information that isn't has been chosen to not be there. And when you're kind of living in that middle ground, yes, it can be a little unfulfilling for those people who get every bit of challenge juice the second it comes out and all they want is more. And sometimes when we can't give them more, it's going to feel like clickbait, you know? That's, it, that's exactly it. Because like you said, not everybody is <laughs> looking on Twitter the minute that an episode ends. I mean, yes, the challenge is definitely a show that, especially in the last couple of years, the, the core audience is on social media constantly and looking at looking at this stuff. I understand that completely. But I had friends, I have a friend who's in the industry, a publicist, a bit older than me, who we we text about the challenge every week. Uh, and we text about all stars. We text, you know, there's certain shows. He he's on social media, but not constantly, and sent me a link to my story with, about Ashley and was like, wait, what happened? And so it was like, that's how he was reading her comments. So like you said, some people aren't going on her Twitter immediately. Like, so I think it's just, it's definitely a thing to remember that while some people are constantly checking Reddit and doing that things, not everybody is. Everyone is very, very different. And instead of the 400,000 people who read the Ashley story on us, maybe that's the difference. Um, and also you're good at your job and I'm, I'm assuming us weekly likes you to be out there, you know, in the weeds when there's a big, you know, talking point out there and giving people as much information as you can, which I, if you're reading that article, you gave a lot. And I think even, you know, the stuff that you went back to and included from last year, I think even that was, and again, to someone like, you know, Craig Howard, not to call somebody out by name, but like mm -hmm. the D stuff is common knowledge that people have been thinking about for a year and a half. But like for someone who maybe only got little tidbits of that last year to even be putting that in here, I think is, is, uh, saying a lot and drawing that through line between the two incidents. So, I mean, look, I think you gave a lot in there, uh, even if you didn't necessarily have Ashley for a 40 minute sit down. Okay. Uh, let's rapid fire some questions for the maniacs. Um, all right. Uh, this one's from Dev. In the past, Buna Murray shows were used to spur conversations about controversial topics. Nowadays, they will button an episode with a PSA rather than less, let the cast work through it. Which do you prefer? Um, I think it's obvious which we prefer, but um, do you think we'll ever get back to the other one? I'll add that follow-up question. I don't I don't think we will. I don't think in today's day and age we can at this point. Do I would love to, but I think they have to, they would have to tiptoe around still. It wouldn't, it's not an easy line. I don't think that they're in an easy place. I think there's, a, there's an idea to find some sort of middle ground. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, 
you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Or, or, get, or you get the real, and this isn't the challenge, this is Bachelor, but or you get the really cringe version where like when something happens on The Bachelor and like Chris Harrison, like Gat, well, not him anymore, but would like gather everyone and you could tell that they were all like metaphorically being held at gunpoint to sit there and smile and nod. And he'd be like, all right, guys, we're gathered here today to talk about the incident, right? We all felt comfortable, right? Everybody nod. Everybody wants to be here, right? And that is just... I think even worse, um, but I think that's the version you're going to get these days. I don't think you're ever going to get like a live mic uh, sort of open forum about these issues. But you know uh, what I mean? We did. The Bachelor is actually a good example of that because they have no problem doing that. They have no problem on after the final rose bringing out someone and talking about the race issues on The Bachelor. So it's just cringe when they do. It's 100 percent cringe. I mean, but it's going to be cringe no matter what, because it's a cringy issue. It shouldn't be an issue anymore, but it's going to be because these people keep saying and doing stupid things. But I think if they're going to need to deal with it, they're going to need to deal with it. Like, I'm curious to see how the reunion is handled. Are we just going to ignore the Ashley Park completely? Is she we know she Uh, was at the reunion? I was No, she was not, I believe. I believe she wasn't. Oh, I thought she was. No, I was told she wasn't. Okay. I, so, I must have been wrong then. but okay. again, so here's the thing, and I don't know if this was a follow-up question you asked, and I don't know if if you did, if it's something you feel comfortable sharing. But why, like, because here here's why I think this whole thing snuck up on everyone who didn't maybe read spoilers or kind of see it coming for other reasons. I mean, she has been. I, I you keep using as this as an example because, like, I get that functionally, you know, she's on the show, she's doing well, she wins an elimination. You have to like show her doing that. But like, if you watch the show, she, her commentary is still used in scenes that she's not in. And that's because she is a multi-time nominee for best commentary at the challenge many awards. She's hilarious. <laughs> she's great. I get it. But if you know that her season ends for, you know, uh, you know, not great reasons, you probably maybe, I don't know, don't lean into her on the comedy end as much, but they did. Right. Then, I mean, I, like I kind of had heard rumors that something like this was coming. And so it stuck out to me a couple of weeks ago. I think it was probably a week and a half ago. Now I'm on the challenge Twitter and, or I, I'm, you know, it shows up in my feed that they are still using Ashley for me, for lack of a better term, meme material where a facial expression she made or a quote from the show is being highlighted and retweeted and whatnot by the official challenge account. 
And to me, I'm like, did 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 the rumor? Are people who are kind of chirping in my ear about what's coming in a couple of weeks? Are they wrong? I'm like, because because this does not feel like. I mean, the same company that a year ago removed someone retroactively from a season for saying the wrong thing online. If Ashley really gets removed from the show for saying something insensitive, they're literally using her as a meme. Uh, what eight days before 10 days before so did you have a conversation at all about that about why this sort of felt like one foot in one foot out about the handling of this where it's like they clearly like you know cut ties with her this season but are very much still in the ashley game and uh invested in the ashley business throughout and publicly and on social media yeah you know i didn't ask about the social media of it all i think you you brought that up to me and i i hadn't even recognized it and i it's definitely a good question. I mean, I think I have a lot of questions to bring back to them. So um, I definitely think that's something that's good to ask. I'm curious when the last time they used one was like on Twitter, obviously they live tweet the episodes. Um, but like you said, she wasn't cut out. So I can't imagine that, like, do we know, is she, is he, are they distancing themselves for her from her going forward or is she's not like banned from the show from what we know? Yeah, that's so, a question from Jason asked, do we think that we won't be seeing Ashley for a while? Is she on quote unquote, the list? Um, I mean, here's what I'll list. say. Here's what I will say. If, if the way that she was featured this season in a season where she leaves the way she does is any uh, indication, I think she is not on the list because you saw last year how they treat someone going on the list. Right. They go back and they put you on the list when you weren't even on the list. They go back and make it seem like you were on the list when you were filming the show and they remove you from the show you were on that you weren't even on the list at the time. So if that made any sense. Right. So, so again, the memes and the, and the editing and, and whatnot tells me that I wouldn't be shocked if she's not on quote unquote, the list. Now, is it that weird anyway, when a, when a cast member gets a season off, just, you know, a clean break, whatever, you know, to me, I wouldn't read too much into that. So if you don't see her on season 38, I don't think that necessarily means you won't see her on 30, 39. Here's what I'll say. Uh, they're, they're, uh, may, they may or may not be filming a season of all stars right now. And I heard rumors that she was called for that. So, uh, I know that she may or may not be on it and I don't think she is, but, uh, that should tell you something. So I don't think that this was a completely fireable offense for her, whatever she said. Um, so do you think so just based on knowledge that you have, or just reading through the tea leaves, do you think that this is going to be the end of her, at least for a while? I say no. I mean, I would say maybe a, a season off, maybe, yes. but I, I couldn't know because like you said, the way they handled it, they were using her. I just scrolled through their Twitter on quick reference. They were using her in gifts last week's episode right before she was sent home. So is it, it possible it, that, okay. And now granted again, without referring to what she said, I'm just going to hypothetically say, is it possible that at the, in the moment they sent her home and since then have backtracked a little bit? And don't think what she said was as bad as maybe they reacted to in the moment. Is that possible? Um, is the, Yeah, it, it, because, I mean, that's one reason that you can maybe think of the, the kind of handling of her and her narrative after you already know this is how she goes home. So that's in play. Um, and then the second thing I think that should be said, and I don't know if this has been confirmed to you or not, or again, even if it had been, if but... Obviously, you know, she, I would imagine, isn't just in a room by herself yelling things into a mirror, right? This obviously, there's another part to this, which is whoever she was involved in this conversation with and who she, she said these things to her about. And it's possible that whatever she said and whoever was involved, that, that not 
kind of directly showing or referring to this is a way of, you know, respecting them as well. Um, so that should be said too. And I know that sometimes when somebody commits, uh, you know, you know, a transgression, if you will, or, or says the wrong thing, you know, some people have a lack of compassion for them, you know, not having to answer for what they said or did, but the other, the flip side of it is that that could be a reason too, right. That we're not hearing it is oh, that they hundred percent. I mean, yeah. there's in any sort of what we are just from her comments, what we are assuming is an altercation or fight or whatever, there has to be someone else involved. Like you said, she's, she wasn't just yelling at herself. So whatever it was, yeah. And there's another person involved in this situation who also probably had, probably had some sort of input as well as to how this was handled. I would assume. Your good friend, Craig Howard says regarding Ashley, do you think it would, he is a good guy, but he's very opinionated Um, regarding Ashley. Do you think it would have been better for MTV to show the altercation and let us as viewers decide how we feel about it? Like they used to do before the Twitter pitchforks, he says, or would the backlash be worse than it is now? And they are being overly cautious. What would your ideal way of handling this have been? Without, of course, knowing really what was said or whatever, yeah, but it's kind of tough being able without, to yeah, it's tough without provided. knowing. But I would think, I would even say, and I, I think I'm going to probably steal this is something you and I talked about a little bit, but that you, you know, have TJ maybe make a little bit of a more of a comment. We all know, everyone that's watched the show from the beginning knows that TJ does not deal with any sort of disrespect or any sort of physical violence or rudeness to anyone. So I don't think it would have been out of character at all for him to say, you know, in in, in addition to saying that Ashley has been deactivated, which if they can just deactivate using that word, that'd be wonderful because I'm over that. But, you know, saying that she's, you know, has broken one of the rules. I wish he would have said something like she said something out of line and we do not tolerate that here at the challenge. I think that that would have been, you know, at least then we know she said something, not that she like you said, had something in her bag or did, you know, brought a, snuck a cell phone on. Cause we know that's what yeah, was, what, she broke a rule. Like wait, for all I know, she was texting spoilers to Jemmy or something. That's like what, what I right? mean. So there's the rules. I mean, there's a drink rule. There's a drink count rule on this season that they added in. We don't know. She could have had, she could have snuck an extra drink and that could have been enough for them. We don't know what that. So for if, so the way that she had said it after if she was going to go on Twitter anyways, and they said it was fine. I'm sure what she tweeted was approved by MTV ahead of time. So the fact that she went on and said that and said the anger management and the anxiety and depression and that she takes responsibility and she's only mad at herself, it makes it sound like she made this mistake that had something to do with, you know, a disagreement of some sort. So if he would have said something along those lines, it would have been, you know, a little a little better if, yeah, not that she's giving spoilers on her 10 minute phone call of the week. And also look, if you didn't have the wherewithal to come up with that on the spot, right. You have shown us in the past that you are not afraid to tack on a pretentious PSA at the end in written form. Every you can week. just have it say, <laughs> Ashley made some insensitive comments that out of respect for the parties involved, we have not shown. However, we deemed it a, uh, a reason for her to go home on this season. Ashley has since, uh, you know, sought out blah, 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 whatever, whatever you want to say. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Now, 
I do think, and and we this is a, a quick follow up, and then I want to hammer out some more of these and let you go because I know you have a busy day. Um, the idea of Ashley not being able to comment, which I know may have been in the cards at some point, ridiculous. I think that when these folks and when all of us make mistakes, and I think reality TV started as mistakes porn, and then now we're sort of now <laughs> we're like you know living in this world where we're trying to pretend that that's not really what it is, uh, and obviously certain mistakes are worse than others, but like. I think and whoever, whether it's a publicist or whether it's a show telling someone not to comment on something, I think is unethical because these people truly, most of the time, I, I'm assuming, by the way, I've gotten in trouble before for a, improperly assuming, but now that she said it, we can say she's sorry, right? She mm-hmm. regrets saying it. And, you know, and so it, it is her right to say that and put that out there. They clearly don't want her putting out exactly what was said. Um because maybe she would have wanted to do that as well. But either way, I think it's great that she was able to put out the statement that she did that you guys featured in the article because it lets you know where her head is at. Sometimes silence speaks volumes in the right way and the wrong way. And when somebody says or does something and doesn't comment on it, I've had so many podcast guests come on and I say, hey, can we address this thing, this elephant in the room? And they go, go, oh, you know, someone's been telling me not to talk about it, my representation. I go, listen, I'm telling you right now, A, we're going to look like assholes if we don't bring it up. But B, Whoever's telling you that is not looking, they're looking to maybe lessen the amount of articles that come out about the thing. And maybe that means it went away. That doesn't mean it went away. It means people stop talking about it, but their opinion of you is still in the shitter, right? So don't wait till two years from now to you stop getting calls from the show anyway, to then finally apologize for this, get ahead of it, right? Well, I also want to say, I want to chime in and I want to say this because I know you get the criticism, the same criticism that I got. And I mean, I was covering, I'm going to take it back to this Aaron Rodgers crap that was going down. I had to write about that. And so I was watching the Pat McAfee show, which I have never watched before in my life, but you know, I had to watch it a couple of times. And he had said on it that after the first interview, people were coming for him and they were saying, you know, you didn't ask this, you didn't ask this, you didn't ask this. Don't come for the hosts. We ask what we can ask. So <laughs> a lot of the time I'm not allowed to ask the ones that I want to ask. People came for me after my Johnny Bananas podcast a few weeks ago, because it was a week after his Morgan breakup. Obviously, I wanted to ask about it. Obviously, it was a discussion we had ahead of time and an agreement we made that I would not ask. So it's not that we're not asking things. Yes, should there be more, should celebrities and especially reality stars in general, if they've made a mistake or if they've done something that's in the news, should they, if they come on a podcast, should they be prepared to talk about it? Sure. But especially on my end, there's publicists on a call with me. Almost every single podcast I do, there's a publicist on mute in the background. So I can't just go for a free for all. I mean, it is such a a tough space to be in where, you know, there's a person here who made a mistake, right? And I'm sure she probably knowing what I know about her and she's an open book and she likes to put her thoughts out there. And like, I'm sure she would like, if I had to guess, maybe I'm wrong. I am sure she would probably like everyone to just know what she said and know how sorry she is about it. Clearly, there's more things in play. There's the other person on the other side of the argument. And then there's also the show and the brand and their instincts for how to play this for what they want to do as a a show who has to hang their hat on her as a cast member and future seasons and this and that. They, I don't think, want the specifics out there now. But I, I'm sure they probably would in a, in a similar fashion based on how they edited it, maybe not even want her out there commenting on it at all, you know, in a perfect world for them. Right. And that's where I draw the line where I think it's like, you know, I think it's on the person because when the information's out there in little in sprinkles, which it is, I mean, there's, you know, 40 people who were there, they talk, they talk to their friends at coffee shops, this and that information gets out there. And then you have the internet sharing it and sharing it and everything's hearsay. And by the end of it, it's a game of telephone. 
And what she said becomes worse. What she said becomes not as bad. She said it to a different person, said it in a different way. And and to me, it's like, I, I think the idea of being able to control the information that someone provides about their experience, I think is a slippery slope. Now, granted, I think for a lot of these cast members, if it's signing a, you know, I don't want to say a deal with the devil, but if it's kind of like making the exchange of, Hey, if I do it in this way, it betters my chances of being able to continue on, on the show and this and that, then they're probably going to play ball. Plus, as I mentioned, they have that NDA where if they really want to tighten the reins and say, don't talk about it, they won't. Um, But it's a, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. I'd imagine to have to apologize to someone and do so openly uh, which I credit her for doing, but do it without actually mentioning what you're apologizing for. It's such a, like a weird, it's a weird thing. And, it, and it's kind of hard as people to be able to truly believe that someone is sorry when you're not even hearing or knowing what they said. You know, it's like, because we as people, I think, feel like we were all born with the right to decide whether I should be able to accept your apology. And how can I accept your apology if I don't even know what you did, right? Like it's, you ever have like a friend or a family member go, okay, I, all right, promise you're not gonna get mad. Okay, I'm going to tell you something, but I promise you I'm going to get mad. And I go, I don't know if you're going to tell me that you, you know, took my credit card and ordered a hoodie, or you're going to tell me that you totaled my car. Like, I cannot tell you whether I'm going to be mad or not until I, I hear it. I cannot confirm thing. that I will not be mad until I hear it. And like, similarly, like, and not to say that Ashley's done this, but like, if someone goes and apologizes and tells you that they're, that, that since then they've been learning and this and that, but you don't know what they're saying they learned from, like, Hey, it's like some of these people, it's like, I follow you on social media. I know what you still say on social media. So if you're saying that, like, you, you know, you've learned not to, I don't know, uh, overreact at football games when the score doesn't go the way you want. It's like, well, I just saw you last Thursday doing that. So, um, <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to say, like, Hey, take my word from it. I've learned not going to tell you what I've learned from, but you know, so, and that, and that to me, again, I've said all this to say that I would, I think in a vacuum, she probably would be the type of person to flat out say, this is what I did wrong. Like, I think if I, if my gut tells me that, that if it was okay with the other parties involved and if it was okay with the show, she would just flat out address it, but maybe I'm wrong, but I'm giving right. her, I'm giving her that benefit of the doubt. Cause I know she's very open and honest. Um, this of course, for me is an even more complicated thing to discuss. So uh, of course I, you know, dove headfirst in and invited you on to discuss it for an hour, but like with Ashley, like we kind of have a complicated relationship here where like, you know, she obviously has had her ups and downs with me and with us. And it's a lot of it's my fault and whatnot. And, you know, we're kind of, you know, I should, well, I don't want to say we're not talking. She's not really uh, talking to me uh, at this point. And so I don't want anyone to think like I'm talking about this because, uh, you know, th- th- I am equally as fascinated by this whole ordeal regardless of who it involves. You know what I mean? Um, and I do think that Ashley is so beloved that a lot of the goodwill uh, that she's built up over the years from a lot of her fans and a lot of the internet, I think has gone a long way, honestly, this week when it comes to this story. Like, I think this story has kind of been in a way for how crazy it is that the, like, I don't know, fifth most famous cast member on the season was just like ejected from the game and no explanation was given. I would say this was kind of relatively, relatively seamlessly swept under the rug. And I think a lot of that goes to the fact that Ashley is a very well-liked person and cast member. And I think if this had happened to say Devin or somebody else, I think people would still be talking about it and beating down my door for podcasts for it. So I think that people would also, like you said, she's beloved. I mean, if it was someone, like you said, someone like Devin who has people that hate him, uh, they it might be different and MTV may have handled it differently. That's another thing you have to see. Um, just like we said, if, you know, Ashley wants to, or if anyone wants to stay, you know, as part of the show and be invited back for the future, that's part of the reason you don't talk about things and do certain things. We see it all the time with people that are outspoken on social media who aren't getting asked back and vice versa. So 
if it was someone who MTV was, you know, already ready to cut ties with, not saying that that's Devin, but I'm saying if it was someone MTV was ready to kind of let go and like it wasn't planning on calling back anyways, things might be a little different. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and I think that, you know, and thank you so much for this conversation. I hope it kind of appeases everyone's sort of palate for talking about this in whatever way we can. Again, if I had a if I had a smaller podcast operation, um, I still would not be doing an hour on like what Reddit says she says. Like, I think right. this is the this is the proper and more interesting way to cover and talk about it anyway. Um, not just because obviously my co-host is a cast member on the show and we very much want to play ball with the information that they want out there. But also, I just think, again, it's clearly something that a lot of people have calculatedly decided not to say what was said. And I'm going to respect that. Yeah. Um Lori says, I just want to thank Emily for publishing the article about the We Want OGs movement. Does she think that sparked interest from the challenge guys <laughs> to check out the support behind Mark's idea? Ooh. Well, thank you, Lori. Uh, yes, I do think that sparked who, interest. By the way, who gave you the idea to, uh, who hit you up and said, uh, hey, Emily, I know you see this thing Mark's doing, but have you, have you really taken a look at the text messages he's posting? I mean, yeah, like Scott, you and I, I've said this since day one and I've told Mark this and I'm sure you've told Mark this. We, should be we, are, Mary, we are the Mary Ellis <laughs> and John Murray of the We Want OGs movement. We should be we, getting a cut of the of All-Stars is what I'm going to say. No, yeah. I think it's so cool that what Mark created and had this vision and how Buda Murray obviously had the power to to make it a reality. I mean, I'm so, I'm so grateful that I was actually a tiny little part of it because I will say, and I've said this on my own podcast, I'm fine saying this, I think this will probably be the case for seasons to come. I enjoy all stars much more than the flagship series right now. Well, you are being fairly humble here. So I will say this. So (laughs) in the very early stages of this and, and Mark was trying, has been trying to get stuff like this off the ground for years. Right. And the two things that were different in July, 2020 were a, the pandemic, um, which for a variety of reasons meant everybody was home. Uh, everybody was glued to their phones and the internet and everything was just terrible and awful and um, total madness had just ended. And 
Mark was kind of starting this like feel good story where he was like texting old older challengers and asking them if they'd want to do an OG season and this and that. And what he was doing was he was screenshotting the he was screenshotting the conversations and using it to garner buzz, right? Which also now, I hope he was asking those people if that was okay because if someone was screenshotting my texts, I would not be happy. I'm sure like it kind of went without saying, but like, yeah, he wasn't like <laughs> leaving in the part before where they were like, you know, sharing nudes or whatever. But so so that was one difference. And, and the pandemic of like the the boredom and this and that. And then and then two, the idea that Paramount Plus was launching and needing this new, this new content. And we were sort of also in this like kind of nostalgia boom that we're still in with like Cobra Kai and Fuller House and stuff like that. And full disclosure at the time, I was talking to Mark and working with Mark on developing this idea where if this idea had gone anywhere but Buna Murray and uh, MTV, which is the first place he took it, and they said yes. And these are obviously the companies that own this IP who found these cast members and they're off to the races with it. If we had had to take it anywhere else, I would have been involved in doing so. But instead, they smartly just fucking said, yes, let's do this right away. The reason I think they said yes, and I will agree with Lori and give you credit for this, is that, again, Mark had tried this a bunch and this and that, and social media is one thing, and the quote-unquote We Want OGs movement, and yes, I came up with We Want OGs, um, is that the difference was, and this is why when I hit you up and I said, hey, you should write up this Mark thing, and you were like, really? It's kind of, and I go, no, the difference is the screen grabs of the text combos, because the only thing people like more than you know hearing that someone's getting canceled is feeling like they're reading a private conversation, right? Like screen grab combo as like a visual for an article is like crack for people, right? And, and I told you that and you looked at it and you're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then once you wrote it up and had Mark on and we did the podcast and this and that, I do really believe because I know Mark is smart and Mark led with your article and put together an EPK and like all the, it wasn't just you, you picked it up. And then once you guys picked it up, everyone picked it up and put together all these press outlets covering this movement, quote unquote, that he was taking part in. And that coupled with the fact that in the midst of a pandemic where all these people are doing Zoom development meetings out of their fucking houses and basements and while kids are running around left and right, this thing was like a very fully baked idea, proof of concept that you could look at one sheet and say, oh, wow, people are into this and had this through line narrative spark plugged by an Us Weekly logo that I think it was like the perfect time for them to take it to Paramount Plus and be like, hey, this would be a great way to launch your network. And boom, here we are. And they're going to have you know four seasons of this thing by uh, 2022's end, which is absolutely nuts. you know. Um, so I do give you a lot of credit for publishing the article about the We Want OGs movement. I do think hey. without you guys, I think they would have been like, eh, how do people really care? Because truth be told, they don't care if the diehard challenge fans care they don't they know we want ogs we've been begging for ogs over and over and over and over again they don't give a fuck they cared that us weekly cared that's what they cared about um i i appreciate you saying all of that because obviously it, it was it was a great it was a great timing i would say on mark's end on your end on all of our end to get on get on a podcast on i will just pulled it up july 2nd of 2020 if anyone wants to go back and listen and it's his, it's him detailing the pitch, you coming up with the, we want OGs, uh, hashtag right on the podcast. And then me writing the story about it to go along with it. And then immediately, like you said, the pickup began, the pitches began. And not long after that, did we get to break on us weekly that, you know, Murray had partnered and they, you know, 
he broke down who who had said yes, who had said no. Of course, not all those people showed up on the first season, but it's likely that some of those people may show up on future seasons. Uh, if there are, I assume there will be, seeing as how the success from the first and already the buzz around the second. So I'm very, very uh, grateful to be a little bit of a part of that, as I'm sure you are too. What did you think of the premiere real quick? I really enjoyed it. I thought that, I mean, uh, oh, anything that opens to Backstreet Boys is my jam. Um, but I, you know, I wanted an elimination, but other than that, I thought it was really fun and lighthearted. And that's, that's what I want. I don't, that's what I want right now. The same way, the same way that I, that I wanted it during the pandemic, we're still kind of in that I'm in New York city. Not everything is open yet. And I'm still wearing a mask every day. So I think that that's for me, it's like, I still want that feel good. And that's what I got. I mean, I also had Leah on my podcast this week and she was incredible and talked about her journey joining. And I, it's so exciting to see some of these people that I haven't seen in years. Isn't it so cool. And I, I have to try to stop myself from doing this, but it's fucking impossible because season 37 is on Wednesdays. All stars is on Thursdays. It's impossible not to compare them, but isn't it awesome that like, no offense, but season 37, you know, yes, there were like a handful of familiar faces, but for the most part, it was like 19 rookies. And like, you know, you're, if you're a podcast, uh, you know, and you're trying to book guests and this and that, it's like, all right, I'll have Gabo on, I guess, or I'll have, you know, Priscilla, whatever, which is fine and interesting, but backstory wise, there's not much meat on the bone. And then now we go to all stars where literally everyone, you know, even if they last one episode, it's like, boom. Okay, cool. Here's this, this great woman who was on real world Paris with CT and then had this great moment with him on, uh, what was it? Inferno and all this stuff. And now you get to talk to her about her return. And to me, that's just like such a more fruitful experience for an interview than no offense, like getting to know a rookie um, who, you know, does like a handful of episodes of a new show. What do you think about that? No, a hundred percent. I mean, I, my interview with Leah, she dove into how, uh, honestly, how horrible her relationship was with CT in the past and how if she sees him again, she hopes she gets an apology because it's something that's affected her in the last 18 years. So I think that things like that don't ha- happen when you're interviewing a rookie, when you're interviewing someone who is, who is even a rookie from a past show. Even if it's, you know, Corey Lay, who I love from 12 Dates of Christmas, not everyone knows what 12 dates of Christmas are and it just happened. So it's like, I don't really need to catch up with you because you were on my screen last year. So because I haven't seen this person in so long, there's so much to catch up on. There's so much to talk about why, you know, where, where she is now, what she's been doing the past 18 years, why you want to come back now. I mean, there's so much of that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as you've, you've already talked to Melinda, you've talked to Leah. I think it's so cool that now these cast members who, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I think like when they were on the show, like, I don't know that like us, well, first of all, podcasts didn't exist, but like, I don't know that they were like, you know, being featured in us weekly and things like that. So I think it's cool that now they get this victory lap. A hundred percent. I think it's amazing. Next week, uh, I'll just do a little shameless plug. Next week, I'm going to have Beth come on, even though uh, she's not on the season of All Stars, but obviously the Real World Homecoming is airing right now. So she'll be chatting about that. Amazing. Yeah. Real World Homecoming, Los Angeles coming towards the end of the month as well. Um, Last question for Brent. Has Emily heard any tea on when season 38 might be filming? And do you guys think Ashley might have to sit a season or more out? We answered that before. Um, So I'll say, in addition to, do you know when season 38 is filming? um, Gun to your head, Ashley or no Ashley? I would say no Ashley is my guess. Um, And this is, I have no idea. Uh, And my I've heard rumors. I honestly haven't, don't know for sure, but I've heard rumors of January um, for, for filming the next season. I don't have any details and I had no, no, I have no clue. 
Um, but I know who I want to see back on. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that I can, that I can get some of that back. Uh, but we'll see. All right. Well, Emily Longaretta, thank you so much. You know where to find her. You know where to find the Watch With Us podcast. And are you going to kind of fully pivot to All-Stars? Or are you going to sprinkle in some uh, some more Season 37 guests as it gets down to the stretch? What are you going to do? I assume I'll sprinkle some in. There's been a couple I've been trying to get that I think would be interesting to have conversations. But I guess, I guess we'll see. We'll see who I get. Honestly, the reaction, I mean, you know as much as I do. You look at the numbers. You see who people want to hear from. I see that the the all-stars people get a lot more attention than you know the fessies and ambers of it all so thank you so much emily you're the best i know i held you for too long go enjoy the rest of your day follow emily on twitter and instagram at emily longaretta just look for the blue check you can't miss it and uh, i'll talk to you soon thanks scott all right guys this ends your time here on challenge mania take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.